welcome to the End of Discussion podcast. So this is a special edition Christmas uh, episode. It will be short and sweet, but I wanted to be able to release this near Christmas. And I have with me the wonderful and amazing John Wynn. He is going to give me, give us he's going to give us a uh, special edition Christmas story episode. So just hang tight. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. I know y'all like to hear his gorgeous voice on these mics. So thanks for being here. Thank you, man. I'm excited to do this. So I I think I've been tasked with uh, delivering the Christmas story. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. So once upon a time, there's a guy named Santa Claus. He had a red coat. And uh, he's not the point. So let's... No, there's nothing wrong with Santa Claus. That's cool and all. But um, when we think about the Christmas story, we really... We go back to either Matthew's gospel or Luke's gospel. Nothing wrong with that. Those are the Christmas stories, right? Jesus' birth. But it's really cool to go also to John chapter 1, and that's something I really like to think about. It, when we think about the Christmas story, we think about little baby Jesus, 8 pound, 9 ounces, here with us. We think of the angels singing, shepherds praising, and the wise men, who may have come later, but nobody ever talks about that. Um, and those are all good things, Right? But I think the Christmas story is a lot more broad than just the arrival of a child. And that's great. It is. We don't want to forget that. But the Christmas story is not just the arrival of a child. It's also the perhaps the apex in a wonderful, beautiful story. And also a significant theological truth of God with us. Number one, the Christmas story is like the apex of a wonderful story. Well, it's the wonderful story of salvation. And before we kind of turn off and input like our Protestant or evangelical definitions of salvation there and just pause think about the gospel story in the beginning god created everything and he saw that it was good he saw humans are very good when god had a design he had called his people to his, his creation humans his image bearers his reflectors people who reflect who he is to creation to tend to it well they did a bad job at it it broke creation right and ever since then there's just been the separation and as we've talked in the past it's not just a oh i'm sinful and god doesn't lo- i mean god doesn't like sin it's not just that. I mean, that's part of it. But also, not only am I sinful, but the sin in the world has broken it. It's a cancer on it. It's destructive. It's destroying it. And it's more profound than I think sometimes we can comprehend. Because we think about things as small as, uh, I don't know, child abuse or as big as like the Holocaust, things like that. Creation is broken utterly. But the beauty is that our personal separation from God and creation's brokenness is being fixed in the grand story of scripture that everything's broken but god is beginning to make a way going back to abram right he's calling him don't know why he calls him and then out of the nation that abram would father abraham would be israel and out of that nation would come this child who we like to talk about this year this this season and this wonderful beautiful story of redemption in the person of jesus is coming to its apex in the arrival of a king, but a savior king, a lamb who is going to be slain for his people. That's a beautiful story. That, I mean, that's the Christmas story. It's not just the arrival of a king. Yes, it's, it's wonderful. But it's the arrival of a king who's coming to rescue and to save and to restore. And we as Christians who say that he's ascended, we await for him. We're waiting for that restoration. So if we think about the Christmas story, it starts with that first act in Genesis with the fall or creation, then the fall. Then you have this long period of God working his salvation story in history through people. And that's cool, because God does work with people. He could fix it all on his own. He could just wipe the slate clean, but he doesn't. He 
who works in history. And that's what's cool about the, the Christmas story, that when we think about this time of the year, we're thinking about God rescuing us and redeeming broken creation. And that's really cool to think about. Um, it's not just he wanted people in heaven, which is great, but he also wanted to restore what was broken originally. We get back you know, to the end of Revelation, without an S, Revelation 21 and 22, and you think about God's recreating work. That's beautiful. That's the Christmas story. God's redeeming and reconciling. So I think that's the one, the first part. But uh, to go to John 1, the other really cool part about the Christmas story, in just those five, first five verses, a place we usually don't go for Christmas, but in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life is a light of men. The life shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. And John's thought is a lot longer, not me, but John the Apostle's thought is a lot longer than just five verses. He's got a whole book. But that there's this beautiful picture of God dwelling with people. I don't know of another theological system or religious system that has God dwell with people, and yet still be perfect. We have the other these pantheon of gods who act in immoral ways and do things that seem kind of human in the sense that they murder and kill and destroy and rape and pillage. But you have a God who comes to be with us. In the text in John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. Well, he's going to talk about Jesus and the Word. Because in verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory is the only Son of from the Father. So John's talking about Jesus, but in the beginning, he's mimicking Genesis 1. And so John, John is saying something about God, in the beginning was the Word, well, Jesus, and the Word was with God. So in the beginning, Jesus is there. In the beginning was all things, all the things were made through him, and without him not anything was made. In him was life, the light, and the, the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness does not overcome it. You think about, when I, I think the really cool thing to think about in the Christmas story is the incarnation, is what theology calls it, right? And the incarnation is where deity dawns flesh. And that's what I think is really cool about the Christmas story, because we have a God who came to be with us. He didn't just say, well, I'm going to fix it, or you got to get your act together, or stop screwing up, or I'm going to just destroy all of you in the end. Instead, he sees us. He comes to be with us, dwell among us, fully God and fully man. That's what the Christian tradition and Christian scriptures attest to. And we have this God with us, weeping at our tombs, having broken hearts over people abused by religious systems, reaching out to people who are across ethnic um, barriers, seeking to make a way for all people to know him. You know, this is beautiful to think about Jesus as the incarnation walking with us. Uh, I like to think of in terms of, um, you ever listen to Ghost Ship? Yes, I have. I love Ghost Ship. They yeah. have one of the, what is it? Uh, where It's not Where Were You. That's it? Is it? Yeah, That's it's one about of my Job. One. Yeah, it's about Job. It's, it's like Job 38. My, <laughs> one of my favorite songs by them. Beautiful it, song. Yeah, it messes me up every time I listen to it. Yeah, it's a beautiful song, and I like that because in that in that song, and I'm going to murder it, but and you can look it up, wherever you, beautiful song. He said, even though I, the, the singer is, is singing for Job, of course, and at the end, Job is like, you know what, I screwed up, God. And he's singing for him. He says, even though I had no right to ask, my God knelt and answered me. Now, in the, the text of Job, God does speak to him and restore him. But I think out of the grand, in scripture, out of the grand story of Scripture, God doesn't just speak to us, but he lives with us. So even though we are just finite beings, God condescends to our level. 
He's utterly transcendent in the sense that we cannot fully comprehend this infinite being. Yet he's very imminent because he walks with us. He cries with us. He hurts with us. He dies for us. And I think that's the beauty of the Christmas story is because it's not just about a baby. It's not just about a moral teacher. It's not just about uh, snowmen and snowflakes and Santa. And those are all wonderful things. But it's about God with us. That's the Emmanuel thing, right? And uh, I think that's beautiful. And that's what I want to try to, to remember more of in the Christmas season. Because for me, Christmas is a little different. I grew up with lots of Santa Claus with lots of gifts, with lots of emphasis on these things. And my family meant well. But those things, you know, fade away. They rot away. I don't have any of those toys anymore, you know? I don't think so. They might be buried in my parents' house somewhere. But I want to make the incarnation the thing I reflect upon the most, the Christmas season. I want to try to do that at least. And that's the beauty of the Christmas story. I think uh, that's a different way to think about the Christmas story. Um, and there's nothing wrong with looking at Matthew and Luke, because that is the Christmas story, right? But from a theological view, and what Christians have said from the beginning is, the beauty of this is that God came to be with us, that he died for us, and yet he rose again. Um, the Christmas story is the gospel, the good news. Well, thanks again for that um, that message. Uh, yeah, sorry, I got a little choked up. But anyway... <laughs> uh, yeah, so first off, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hopefully that was um, helpful uh, during this season. I guess I would encourage people to do exactly what John did, reflect on the, the incarnation and what that meant for us, uh, more so than the snowflakes, the Santa, and the gifts. gifts. Um, those can be a good reflection of uh, the gospel, you know. but only if we reflect on the gospel. <laughs> Uh, so again, I just thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, mini episode, and uh, just have a great and merry Christmas. And enjoy your family. Um, enjoy the uh, God that loves you and uh, the God that has provided the the best gift that you can have. And uh, again, thank you, John, for coming on and giving a Thanks, small message. So, end of discussion. And that was it for the end of the discussion. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share, like, and post it. Uh, please give us a review on the Facebook page. You can also follow me, my personal account, on Instagram under uh, Jonathan Burge. Pretty simple. Search that. You'll find me. Uh, I make a lot of posts about what's going on with the podcast, and I also make a lot of personal posts. So you can check that out. Um, and please do like the Facebook page and share the episodes. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Podcasts, and just about anywhere, really. Uh, so whatever your favorite podcasting platform is, please check us out.